show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your It's Monday. It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. FM in SF. We don't have a full list tonight. We have a really short list, which isn't a problem. It means we can kind of take our time and hang out. And I mean, it's kind of a it's a strange day, I guess, because it's Memorial Day. We're remembering something. I'm remembering the dead pig that I slaughtered. I didn't slaughter it. I just cooked it. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get started when everybody comes inside, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what comedians are here. They're on the list. Uh, yeah, joke workshop here, Mutiny Radio. interesting day because I am an uh, because of the earlier podcast trust me my friend's an expert I am not an expert in dabs at all which is why this is going to be I feel like I'm in another dimension so oof, this is going to be a lot of fun Woo! put your hands together for your very first comedian of the night Sean Darrow hello everybody hi hello hi Thank you. Thank you. Uh, n- not to brag, but I wasn't a mistake. You heard this last night. <laughs> My parents are responsible enough to plan their bad decisions. The only accident my parents had was thinking they were ready for a child. I'm what you call a replacement child. Uh, that means, uh, without without making this really dark, um, that that means that um, my uh, there was a they had a kid, and um, he made an oopsie with a dump truck, and. Um, Uh, they immediately had me to fill the void. I'm sort of like the sequel to my brother. I had a higher budget to work with. 
But I'll never be as good as the first. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where else to go with that one. So let's do uh, other things. I eat a lot of food. Thank you. I, I realize I eat a lot of food, though, because um, every time I get to go from a restaurant, they include enough utensils for a small village. It's nice of them to think that I have other people. Mutiny Radio. Um... Yeah, I don't know if I want to do the second half of that joke. What do you guys want to talk about? Where do all my socks keep going? I'm wearing mismatching socks because I just I just run out of other socks. I don't know. One out of two every time it gets back from the dryer. Hey, that has nothing to do with this. I um. Um, I took advice from a TikTok to uh, be my own boss, and uh, I've now realized that I am not qualified for this position. I lied on my resume. Only got this job because I'm white. Okay, last minute. What do I want to do? You know, I'm going to check a note and see if there's something I wanted to say, and then if there's not, um, I'll say something. Oh. Yeah, I guess I'll just mention that and see what you guys think. Because most of you probably already know I was in a car accident last week. Um <laughs> It's interesting because uh, you you realize how bad your car is when someone has a, a does you a favor by totaling it. But okay, I'm just gonna say that and get off of here. Thank you so much for listening. Sean Durham, everyone. There's gotta be some sequel that's better than the first. Like Empire Strikes Back was better than Star Wars. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was not better than the original. But the third one was Bring It On 2, maybe? I don't know. Terminator 2? There's got to be a sequel that's better than the first. I would, I would look into that. Uh, hey, your next comedian, so funny and wonderful and wearing a really cute outfit today. Put your hands together. Yeah, you're like, is it me? Put your hands together for Brian Bixby. Yay! It's Bixby. It's me. Hell yeah, Sean, I like how, I'm just going to talk to you because, you know, I like how you had all these jokes about your car. I didn't know you got into a car crash, but I like how you had all these jokes about like, oh, if my brakes don't work, it's your problem. Apparently not. Um, It's still your problem. Are you guys have, yerba, I've been drinking yerba mate. I don't do coke anymore because I got sick the past two times I've done coke. So now I drink yerba mates all day long. I had I had a friend ask me like what's cocaine like is it just like drinking coffee and I'm just like yep that's why everyone ruins their lives because of coffee all those Hollywood starlets sucking dick for a cup of joe that's what 
Richard Pryor, when he set himself on fire, won too many cappuccinos. That's what was wrong <laughs> with him. Inside comedy reference, good. I don't know what I want to talk about. I just have some ideas. Uh, the other day, I was having sex. Clap it up. Thank you. And uh, have you ever had someone say your full name during sex? It's very disorienting. It's, I, I, I like the thought that I'm doing well. I appreciate it. But at the same time, this makes me, like, it reverts me back to childhood. It makes me want to, like, hide in my room because my mom is mad at me. Not exactly the vibes I'm going for. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what to do, guys. I came here with a plan. I'm abandoning it right away. Uh, I need practice saying this joke so i think you've all heard it but i'm gonna say it again um i uh i went on a date recently with a, with a blind girl and uh i recently learned that uh, to call yourself blind you don't have to be blind did you know that i didn't know that i went on this date with this blind girl and here's the thing we met on tinder which should have been my first clue right i should have i don't know how that would work but somehow we matched and I tell her to meet me at this restaurant, and I show up. I'm wearing, like, sweatpants and a Macho Man t-shirt because, you know, why wouldn't you? And the first thing she says when she sees me is, that's what you wear on a first date? And I was like, I'm sorry. Aren't you supposed to be blind? And she was like, well, I'm visually impaired, but I'm legally blind. I'm like, that's not what that means at all. You can't just go around saying that. I think if you can tell what color my shirt is you're not blind i don't think that's a crazy rule i think if you can beat me in tic-tac-toe you're not blind but anyway the uh, the check comes and the date was fine we went on it it was whatever and the check comes and we're both staring at it and she goes hey the man is supposed to pay and i was like well i'm legally a woman so call me brianna pay that check that's what's going on here um, let's see what else. Uh, I got arrested when I was 12. Anybody else? Sometimes I get a woo. I don't know. <laughs> I got arrested. There we go. I got arrested for vandalizing my school. I think it was a very juvenile crime. It's not great. I got, but when I, they took me down to the station, they didn't arrest me for vandalism. That's not what they charged me with. They charged me with criminal mischief, which I think sounds far too cute to take seriously. It's not a good crime. Thankfully, I didn't go to jail for it. I was able to plea down to attempted tomfoolery. Yeah. I, just, I can't imagine hanging out with all the other inmates, and they're like, what are you in for? And I'm like, being a naughty boy. You know, it just doesn't have the same ring to it as murder. Okay. That's my time. Thanks so much. Bye. Yay. The shenanigans of Brian Bixby. Yay. Good set. Uh, all right, put your heads together for your next comedian. It's Kathy Chow. Hello, everyone. Great to see Pam is back. And Spanker, are you are you eating your floss? I saw you just licking it all the time. Oh, okay. Oh, you're just flossing. I thought you're eating it. Sorry. So um, so recently, actually, just just happened like two days ago. I met a a British comic, a British female comic. Um, of course, she's white. And the <laughs> the first question she asked me is, "Where are you from?" I was like, "Ask your own prime minister." 
Uh, oh, I wish I said that. Um, uh, I, I didn't know uh, she's from uh, she's from the UK and two. She told me, oh, I live in Singapore, but I'm from London. I was like, wow, did London also exit from the rest of the UK after the Brexit? Well, you fancy people always have big news. Then this person, uh, this lady, this lady um, asked me, uh, we, what do you do for work? I told her, uh, I'm, a, I'm unemployed. Because I know, normally if a racist asks you a question, she has a better answer. And so I didn't ask her back, but she said, I'm a banker for JP Morgan, 17 years. I was like, uh, if someone called themselves a banker, normally they won't have a very fancy title. Because if they, have a v they are VP, they will say, I'm a VP of JP Morgan. I know she's not that good because I checked her LinkedIn later. Uh, but anyway, like uh, uh, this person just make me so uncomfortable. But before she asked me another, uh, you know, question, I, I just uh, I feel like I need to resort to my Asian mean girl question, like our Asian mean power. Do you know which question is this one? Let me tell you. The Asian mean girl power question is, where did you go to college? Oxford or Cambridge? It's like, uh, no, I was like, neither of them, you London loser. But uh, anyway, I mean, uh, that was just uh, happened two, uh, two days ago. Uh, now I'm very, uh, I'm very happy now because I'm going to do a comedy show for the FBI agents in San Francisco <laughs> this Wednesday. <laughs> it's to celebrate the AAPI Heritage Month. <laughs> I know some people may feel confused, like, oh, what? There are Asian <laughs> FBI agents? <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is a big area. It's hard to hire all white agents. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> After I checked their website, I find out, you know, like, actually, uh, the FBI uh, agent, uh, FBI, actually, is the most diverse federal department. One white guy and nine ethnic minorities on their webpage of 10 most wanted fugitives. You can check that too. And also, I, I met some, uh, some agents from there like uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I have to say, uh, whatever the CBS TV show FBI told you is not true at all. Because uh, the agents in that TV show are much nicer and good looking. <laughs> you know, many people know that I, I moved here actually a couple of years ago from the South Bay. So before I moved uh, into the city, I had to decide whether I want to use my minimum wage to pay for my rent or to pay for my therapy. Uh, then I realized I have to pay for both. Um, but I, I love my therapist. You know, I started to see her about a year ago. Uh, now, my therapist, uh, uh, she told me she needs to go to therapy now. So thank you so much. This is Kathy. <laughs> Kathy Joe, everyone. Asian, <coughs> Asian agents. Say that five times. Asian agents, Asian agents, Asian agents. Wow. Yeah, fun. Woo. Uh, hey, you're next. Comedian, he just had a podcast here from four to six called Trust Me, My Friend's an Expert, and uh, he's the media, social media director 
Yeah, put your hands together, everybody, for Dakota Price. Yay! Silence. Bring the music back. That shit was fire. No. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, th- that's like that's what my brain does. It goes on and off like that, like er, and then er, and like like I wish I had like a like a sound dial for my brain so I could just like drown out all these thoughts. They're like you're a fat piece of shit. No, like uh, I think I have body dysmorphia. I don't even think that's a joke. It's just real. Like I was like looking in the mirror the other day. I was like, oh god, what is that? And then I, uh, you know, I like, like it's actually pretty cool. I got stretch marks because, you know, I've lost like a 150 pounds in the past year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really crazy. Like I've lost 150 pounds and, you know, I went to go sell my blood recently, guys. And, uh, you know, I went to sell my blood and I, 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 I hopped on the scale and they, they weigh you. They do this whole thing. And then, you know, she was like, hey, congratulations. You're no longer morbidly obese. I was like, Awesome. You know, I'm no longer obese. She's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're still obese. Just not morbidly. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> still fat. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, like, look at this. Is this weird? This makes you uncomfortable, right? This isn't a, this isn't a six pack. This is like, like a pony keg. I don't know what this is. This is something gross. Uh, I have stretch marks that are like 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 the like the Grand Canyon like like I don't like like it's crazy. I'm just talking. Ab- anyway, enough about that. I don't know why I'm talking about this on stage with you guys. It's therapy, I guess. Uh, my butthole's not doing so good either, guys. Uh, you know, anybody here have hemorrhoids? Ooh, no. So if you don't know hemorrhoids. <laughs> Hemorrhoids suck, dude. I hate having hemorrhoids, man. It's literally a pain in my ass. Like, I fucking don't like this shit, dude. Don't like it at all. You know, you have to eat right. Like, that's one of the biggest things you can do to help, you know, fix your hemorrhoid problems, you know. You can't be eating, like, spicy peppers and expecting your hemorrhoids to clear up, dog. That shit hurts. Like, I've literally been sitting on the toilet, like, crying because of this. Like, this isn't even a joke. Again, like, hemorrhoids is just, like, this is silly. Like, guys, like, humans, like, we're like, oh, I eat disgusting burgers and shit too much, and now my asshole hurts. And then, like, you go to the doctor, and, like, how you find out you have hemorrhoids, how, like, like, the first time I ever really was told by a doctor I had hemorrhoids, it's a really fun story. Anybody know how they do that? They stick a finger in your ass. They just stick a finger in your ass, like a a, a whole finger. And uh, so I, I'm there with uh, my my the mother of my my firstborn son, uh, my only son, my only child, uh, firstborn. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I was there with uh, my significant other and uh, to get a finger in my ass because I was I was shitting blood. You know, I was really concerned with uh, how this was gonna. Sorry, children across the street. Uh, so I, uh, <laughs> went and he was like, all right, we have to do this procedure and you know what happens, right? I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you mind, uh, if a couple of nursing students witness the procedure, uh, they've never seen it before and they need to witness it for a grade. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, sure. Whatever. I'm expecting nurses, you know, like, you know, like normal nurses. But then like, they came and it was like, hello, nurses. It was like the three hottest nurses I've ever seen in my life. Like, just like like Playboy bunny models, like fucking coming to watch this goddamn 
dude, st- shove a finger in my ass. Play by play, what happens is these women walk in. I'm in a gown only. I have my boxers on as well. You know, I'm laying there. And he says, sir, I need you to roll over on your side and pull your underwear down. And I said, okay. I rolled over on my side, pulled my underwear down with, one, you know, the, the left hand there. And uh, I hear lubricating gel. And they, they hear the <laughs> gel on the finger. And then with two fingers, he spreads the cheeks, right? And he says, sorry. And then just goes knuckle deep all the way to all the way to the fucking knuckle. And not only does he, like, go knuckle deep, he hooks the end. And then goes internal hemorrhoid, 9 o'clock. And 4 o'clock. And then he says, sorry. Pulls it out. I'm like, why did you say sorry twice? Crying. And, uh... Yeah, I came so hard. It was amazing. It was the greatest experience of my life. Those girls, they weren't even nursing students. Like, it was actually a porno. Like, it, like that's what it was. Uh, I'm just kidding, guys. That was my time. It's me, Dakota Price. Yay, Dakota Price. I am just never surprised how every show I learn more about people's buttholes and their dicks and what they look like. You know, just like there's been so, so really lately, just the past couple, a lot of butt stuff. A lot of yeah. butt. A lot of butt. And I'm just like, I, everybody's okay. It's, it's, it's a thing. Hey, your next comedian, he also has a show here at Mutiny Radio. It's on Fridays from four to six. It's called the JW Megawag Show. And he has all of these band people and, Singer, songwriter, awesome things, and these great shows you can go see all over town. Uh, but he's going to do comedy for you right now. So multi talented. Uh, put your hands together for J.W. Blunt. Yes. I see the dogs out there, huh? Little sidewalk work. Went back for some jokes. How's it going tonight, huh? What a big rager. What a big rager. I don't know, with Carnival and. Having a three-day weekend, it was pretty hot. It was good. A lot of rooftop parties. Um, speaking of like uh, festivals, remember I've been uh, I've been in the city now for about exactly ten years. I don't know about you guys out there, but uh, remember the first year that I uh, moved to the city, I brought my mom to the Folsom Street Fair, thinking that it was a uh, <laughs> a farmer's market, and uh, I just saw a bunch of leather and people walking around. I guess it wasn't. The the vegetables we were looking for. Uh, <laughs> she was a little. She's like, "Hey, W." I was like, "Hey, what's going on? You want to tell me something?" Yeah. Speaking of uh, you know, veggies. Uh, does anybody know the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? One of them has friends. So if two vegans get in a fight, is that considered to be beef? <laughs> speaking of that, I don't know. Does anybody have any pets in the room? We got some kitties back there. I know that. You got some pets? I would love to have uh, pets at my place, but unfortunately, my building, my landlords, they don't allow pets. But it came with a mouse. So do I get to keep the mouse? I'm trying to name I'm trying to come up with like a you know, domesticated way to house a, a little mouse. Ooh, yeah. So <laughs> anybody, uh, anybody from the East Bay here tonight or today? There it is right there, you know, so 
but I found out they actually don't call it an open container. They call it an Oakland container in Oakland. There's just way more homicides. Yeah. <laughs> Took a little dive into the Lake Merritt um, not too long ago. You know those little uh, canoes that you could rent? I thought it would be like a fun idea on Lake Merritt to take a little canoe across the way, see a friend's band play. and But we only rented it for an hour. So I was like, oh, shit, I smoked a bowl and like had a beer. I'm like, I don't want to get too wasted when I bring this thing back. So I jumped on this thing back across and got in dead center in the middle of the thing. It flipped over me in the middle of Lake Merritt. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. I... I was uh, I swam my way to shore, and there was a whole paramedic crew there and some police officers, and I got out of the lake, and I pulled out my phones. I was like, hey, what are you doing? With Why do you have three phones? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Yeah, so <coughs> you know that it's uh, actually illegal to laugh loudly in Hawaii? Yeah, you got to make it a aloha. <laughs> So, do you know the one time, you know the one time a truck driver's a rock star? When he's hauling oats. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's about, uh, I'm trying to think of what, uh, come on, I've, I, I've, I've evolved out of the poopy pants stories. <laughs> but you know what, Dakota, you really make the uh, finger up your butt thing sound pretty nice. Oh wow! I'm trying to think of one. I think I, that was everything. Um, yeah, I'm doing a little little tryout of the comedy thing. I have so much respect for you guys. I don't really leave my personal diary at home, um, but I see why you guys bring it. Because you know, I'm up here and I'm just like, oh, shit, I gotta write it on a napkin to remember what I'm gonna say. Cool. Well, thank you. Yay, J.W. Blunt. Check him out. No, it shows. And he plays music, and it's real cool. Uh, yay! I, your next performer is one of my favorite people in San Francisco and always writing the newest and weirdest stuff about animals, just pushing the envelope in all kinds of directions that I just can't even... I don't even know about edgy, like edgy, but with fluffy happiness and like marshmallowy goodness. Uh, put your hands together for Spencer Divine! <laughs> What's up, radio? <laughs> uh, this is my impression of pushing the envelope. Okay. Um, I. Okay, so they say not to go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Uh, I haven't been grocery shopping in like five years. I I am always hungry. They're like, oh, don't don't go grocery shopping when you're stoned. When do you, uh, I can't go, <laughs> well, yeah, but okay, so, but like, do you want me to go grocery shopping when I'm fucking asleep? What do you want from me? It, I can't wait, you wake and bake, and then the rest of your day is ruined. You can't go get food, because I will easily spend money on shit I don't need. Uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we have birthday cake flavored Cheetos. I'm like, everything, everything's worth trying once. Uh, allegedly, uh, tried heroin. 
One time, one time. Not a great drug, don't do it. No, 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 no. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it was better than I thought. I don't, re- I don't, I don't remember that experience very clearly at all. Uh, fucking uh, grocery shopping, a bit of a mess. I always spend more money than I have, and I gauge my entire life in sandwiches. Okay, I gauge real life experiences. They're like, hey, Spencer, do you want to come to this concert? Oh, no, how much? It was like $100. Oh, that's like 10 sandwiches. Or like five nice sandwiches. This city is ridiculous. I saw a fucking shawarma for $18. And I gl- I'm like, I guess I don't eat shawarma anymore. It's out of my price bracket. The grocery store has rules, though, okay? Like, we all know... You can shop. You can do whatever you want when you're shopping. When you, but when you get to the aisles, you've got some decisions to fucking make. Uh, you can go to the 10 aisle. People are like, Spencer, if you're in the 10 item or less lane, just be cool. If someone has 11 items, just be cool. Fuck that. Okay, we made a decision to be in this aisle. I, I don't even have anywhere to be. Uh, but I had to chose this aisle. Uh, you could be over in the wild west of self-checkout. You know, there's a, d- there's something's on fire. There's a child rolling in a pile of fun dip. Check some stuff out. Don't check some stuff out. Put in Hot Pockets as bananas. There's no aisle numbers. There's no rules. Improvisational, like, recreational shopping. Then you have the middle aisles. That's the I don't have a choice aisles. Like you have a family or you're throwing a party or all the other cool aisles are taken. Like you have to go into the middle. And then you have fucking 10 items or less, okay? This is professional. If you made an accidental turn out of produce and you're not ready, you're in the Thunderdome naked with no weapon. And I pity you not, sir. I, I'll snipe you out of line if you're not ready. It'd be like, oh, this, excuse me, excuse me, this, um, this man has more than 10 items. Uh, I just have grapes. Yeah, grapes. How many sunflower seeds you got there, homie? A thousand? Move down! You weren't ready, okay? That's serious. I'm agnostic. I know, transitions. Uh, uh, that's uh, the equivalent, because I'm metaphysically unreliable. Uh, there might be mustard on my body right now I don't know about. You trust my opinion on whether there's a God or not? Ridiculous. People like Spencer, don't you want to be good with the man upstairs? First off, sexist. Second off, I didn't say God could move in. I have five roommates already. Doesn't God lives in our hearts, in our minds, and now he wants to couch surf at my place? Get the fuck out, you have billions of homes. People like Spencer, you, if you do these drugs, you can see God. You can, but that's uncomfortable, because what if God tells you that he wants you to see other people? Ridiculous. So awkward. Uh, people, I saw an argument online where someone said, uh, you don't find God. God finds you. 
Ew. Terrifying. Terrifying. What? I didn't know God was fucking looking for me. Well, I don't have warrants out in heaven, but here comes God the bounty hunter. You know, on the seventh day, he rested a magnum against your temple and said, uh, your warrant's up. Uh, what the, what the fuck? I don't need none of that. God can stay the fuck at home. Uh, thank you, Spencer Devine. Yay! What a treat, Spencer Devine. Hooray! Um, okay, your next comedian requested that we give comments. So if you have notepads or paper and you want to take notes, I'll take notes. And then after, we'll have a little comment section. We have a, um, a thingy up here, a microphone. There's ribs still, you guys. I baked, I made ribs this afternoon out on the uh, barbecue. Um, but right now, we're going to pay attention and really enjoy the jokes of Teddy Alexander. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And these are all new things. So basically, just let me know if you think it's worth exploring or what you think. So... Um, anybody here have jobs that require meetings or include meetings? Okay. Have you ever given an answer in a meeting and then just wanted to um, kill yourself? Yeah. Does that happen? And uh, it's unfortunate because you really did have so much work to do. And now none of that is going to get done. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. People say that meetings get in the way of doing work, and I fully agree for this reason. Deceased people are not good at meeting their deadlines. Very, very few of them are. Okay, let me know what you think about that. I uh, mustered up the courage recently to approach a service animal, a service dog, um, to thank him for his service. And um, he just looked at me like I'm some fucking idiot, and it was, it was terrible, so just don't meet your heroes. Do not meet your heroes. But uh, I respect service dogs. I do. Uh, I hope that I respect service animals of all kind. One day I hope to be one. Uh, I at Right now I'm at the level of kind of like emotional support animal, not quite service animal. It's a lower ranking. Um, but I have that status because of the emotional support I deliver to the folks in my family, like my mother. But one day I do hope to achieve the status and the respect that a service animal commands. Uh, I hope to be able to fly for free. Uh, I would like a smart little uniform, and I would like uh, people to just give me my space, and uh, I would like strangers not to approach me because they know that I'm working. But exactly, that, that is exactly what I did to that dog the other day, actually. I, I have so much to learn. I have so much to learn. Um, I, I am actually in the uh, market for a second phone right now, a second phone for business purposes. Uh, I think that for business, you should have multiple phones, especially for things like conference calls. Very difficult to do with just one phone. For example, conference calls are like a staple of business. So, got uh, JP Morgan Chase and uh, <laughs> Goldman Sachs. All right, you two talk. Can't be a power connector with just one cell phone. So I am in the market for a second cell phone. All right. Just keep your ears peeled. Um, recently, I've been losing a little bit of weight, and it's because I've been skipping meals. Uh, it's not because I'm on any type of diet. It's because I'm scenario planning. Uh, when you are about to eat something, you have to ask yourself that question. Are you willing to not swim for 45 minutes? Okay. 
And with the climate the way that it is today and these uh, major weather events, I just don't know that that's a bet that I can take each and every time. So yeah, I've been skipping some meals. So this climate change is real. Um, lately, I've been uh, thinking about how life gets more complicated as you get older. As you get older, uh, all of a sudden you have a career to think about. Maybe you have kids at a certain point. Your parents get older. You start to lose people who have always been around. Um, you get me too'd. You get canceled. Um, <laughs> your, uh <laughs> your friends stop talking to you on the advice of their uh, lawyers, but still, true colors. You get divorced. You do a little jail time. Your kids stop talking to you on the advice of their therapist, but still, come on. You uh, write a book, you self-publish, and then you die. Well, I guess it's not that complicated when you just kind of spell it out like that. That's not that bad. Um, all right, thank you. Yeah, any feedback would be great. Teddy Alexander, everyone. Uh, all right, we've got a, a microphone up there. I can pull the ones um, up here too, but. Hey, oh, how I are you doing? Pull that one up. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Hello. Hey. Hi, I'm over here in the booth. Uh, I like, <laughs> I like the um, uh, service dog stuff, but as a person. Um, and I think that c that's a good bit that can be expanded into. Um, you had the small list of like flying for free and stuff that, but the uh, bones are good of that joke. Okay, thank you. I uh, didn't I didn't understand the connection though. I was like, are you being reincarnated as a service dog? Are you a service dog now? Like, you want to actually be a person but be treated like a dog? There was a, there was just one link in the chain that I missed, mm -hmm. but. I was with you, and then I was with you at the end, but there's just this one missing part, and I don't know what that is. Okay. Thank yeah, you. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I do know what a tag for that. Okay. Instead of saying, like, I want to be, like, a... Right now, I'm just, like, an emotional support. You can be, like, right right now, I'm just a bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That. Uh -huh. No one laughs, so probably don't use it. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Thank you. So you know the second phone joke that you uh -huh. told. Uh, so there's the. Uh, you, do you know the song "I Got Two Phones" by Kevin Gates? No, I can look it up. Uh, Kevin Gates says, "I I got two phones, uh -huh. uh, one for the bitches and uh, one for the hoes." And then uh, he's got I I got two phones, one for the plug and then the other for the dough. Uh, so I'm just saying, there's a <laughs> bunch of uh, different options you can do. Uh, but just you need to. Uh, you have a joke about having a second phone. I just think it's only right that you should know that Kevin Gates uh, has a lot of good material, source material to pull from in his song, uh, Two Phones. Thank yeah. you. Hey, uh, good set. Um, I think you might be able to probably throw in like a deadline joke or pun there because like dead people miss their deadlines. I don't know if that's what the intent was there. Or I don't know. I think there's something there. Um, I think if you like, specify the emotional support animal because you're saying like oh you're not quite an emotional support dog so if you're just like oh like i'm an emotional support hamster like i'm trying mm. um yeah something on the secondary phones maybe like secondary phones you know are for criminals and then you work it into like the jp morgan part of it 
like, oh, yeah, it is just for criminals. Um, <laughs> I think that's it for me. But, um, yeah, good set. Lots of uh, work from there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Appreciate all the feedback. Other, other comments? Any other comments? Uh, this cake is really good. <laughs> it's crazy. And there's, and there's ribs out there. And Thank there's you. Ribs out there. It. No, there's no weed in it. Jenny Alexander, yay! Alright. It's a short list tonight, but I don't know, I'm having fun. Uh, put your hands together for your next it's you, Sam. Put your hands together for Sam West. Yay! Knowing me, knowing you there is nothing we can do. Alright, that's a lot of hype for new jokes. Actually I lied. Uh, here's an old joke. Uh Technology's getting crazy these days, you know. I was walking here, saw a self-driving car. It was a self-driving white van with no windows. Yeah, self-driving white van with no windows. And I shit my pants when I saw it, because until today I'd never seen a car do a kidnapping all by itself before. All right. Uh, hey, I saw one of those, uh, I saw a news segment on this kid. He was a real-life dumpster baby. Yeah, but he had been saved, and they found a family for him, and he's six years old now. Yeah, he loves Sesame Street, and his name is Oscar. And zooming out, even if we consider the entire extended Muppet family universe, I think it's in bad taste of the parents to name him after this single furry friend who lives in a trash can. Here's an idea. It doesn't have a defined punch yet, but uh, I I've heard a lot of the news about the morality of assisted suicide state-run programs, you know, some heavy stuff. But... But I think we're starting at the end point. We should be starting with assisted suicide attempts, you know? <laughs> maybe someone comes up, hey, like, can you give me 70-30? Start there, you know, then maybe 80-20, then we'll get on to the full thing. Okay, we'll work on that. There might be something there. Um, Memorial Day today, I'm surprised no one mentioned. I watched a uh, World War II documentary about the airplane fights taking over in the skies over Europe. Dog fights, they call them. That was actually the coolest part of the documentary, going over how they trained those patriotic pups to fly in the first place. Did an entire segment on the kamikaze Japanese Shiba Inus at Pearl Harbor. All I can say is not all dogs go to heaven, my friend. <laughs> Went to log into Netflix today, but I realized for the first time since Netflix came out, I don't have access anymore. My dad stopped paying the subscription, <laughs> and it's gone now. But that's okay, because it's been making me feel pretty yucky lately. Like, the feeling I get after I binge Netflix now is the exact same as when I watch porn, you know? Just gross, wasted a lot of time, cum is everywhere. The only main difference from a Netflix binge is I know a lot more about Waco, Texas. We're stretching the wings today. We're flying. Uh, I saw a drag race on the way here today in the middle of the street, a drag race in the middle of the street, and it, it blew my brain because... I had never seen someone in heels running so fast before. <laughs> um, here's an open-ended idea for you. I, uh, I'm not into parties and stuff. I like doing my own thing. I like doing personal projects, science. You know. Right now, I'm studying the game theoretics of communal responses to delivery drivers in my apartment complex. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, lately, I've had some Amazon driver, and he comes and he hits every button 
rings every door to let us know the package is here. It gets awfully annoying because I get interrupted every day at work and it's not even my package. So I stopped answering the doorbell, which I realized, and this is I guess the paradox part of it, is perpetuating the very problem I'm seeking to destroy because now to get my packages, I'm relying on others answering it for me. There's no punch there. All right, I'll end it with this. I'm not good with girls, you know. I don't know. I've tried everything. Sunglasses, scarves, had a scarf phase. None of it works. I think the real problem is erectile dysfunction. I don't, I don't know how to get diagnosed, though. Like, what do I do? Do I go to the doctor and take a test, you know? They're going to be like, dude, if Dr. Kent Clark cannot get you hard, no, <laughs> nobody can. All right, I don't think I have enough time to finish that bit, but thank you, everybody. Have a great night. I'm Sam. Sam West, everyone. Hooray. We have a super short list tonight, you guys. We only have, like, a couple comedians left, like four. Um, and your next one, he's excited uh, to get up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jared Senna. Fuck yeah, everybody. Yeah. All right, how are we doing? Just bombed at an all Gen Z audience. Yeah, fuck yeah, all right? It was the worst bomb of my life. After one of my jokes didn't land, someone in the crowd yelled out, this is not the vibes. Um, it only gets worse. A couple of them were on their phone, so I needed to get their attention. So I asked them what they were looking at, and one of them replied back to me, something funny. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this happened yesterday, dude, at his mic. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, dude, I am now rooting for global warming. I'm rooting for the polar ice caps. We should be the last generation. Yeah, that's all I have for that. Uh, my biggest fear is Michael Jackson. Um, see, I wasn't introduced to him as the king of pop. I was introduced to him as that bleached man on TV for molesting a kid. Um, the first time I saw Michael Jackson, I thought I had to send him to seven different people. Otherwise, he comes in my room at night and molests me to death. I couldn't sleep at night. I had to have a family member sleep with me because I was scared Michael Jackson was going to come. I was so scared of Michael Jackson molesting me that I slept with a family member that actually did molest me. Yeah. Uh, it's it's honestly a little traumatic, but I like to think what happened was after that he my family member convinced me he was safe to sleep with. He turned around like the end of Thriller and looked at the camera. All right, that one doesn't work. Thank you. 
fuck. Um, those are my new bits. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm not done yet, but thank you. Those are all I have. That's all I wrote. I don't know what. Should we go back to a banger? I just got fired. Fuck you. <laughs> um, it sucks, but you know what? I stood up for myself. You know, someone needed to tell that twelve-year-old I was tutoring to shut the fuck up. All right. I think it should be okay to fight kids. Definitely not molest them, but <laughs> we should fight them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck being the bigger person. 12 years old, they're already fucking bigger than you. Yeah, that that Gen Z kid was right. All right. I'm out. Jared said everyone bring in the vibes. Mutiny Radio does not condone any or all of what anybody says here. Um, yay, those, there are vibes, uh, whatever that, that means. Uh, all right, your next comedian is having a birthday weekend, and that's exciting, and that's fun, uh, p- and very funny and exciting. Put your hands together for Emily Rudolph, yay! Thanks, guys. What's funny about that is that I'm like a little bit hungover. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I took to Advil before I drove over here. Um, you know, in addition to you know the real meaning of Memorial Day, today is the memorial of my 20s. And I'm realizing, though, like everyone says when you turn 30, your hangovers get way worse. I think everything's just slower. Like it took me longer to get drunk last night, and it was like a slow burn, you know? And today, I don't feel like I felt hungover until 30 minutes before I had to come here. So <laughs> that's cool. We're going to see how this goes. I'm just going to read you. So I'm going to do, not read you. I'm gonna see, it's already getting off to a rocky start. I'm going to do some new shit, and it's my birthday. So if you hate it. I'm just kidding. You can tell me that it sucks if you hate it. Um, do you guys <laughs> do you guys remember the worst job that you've ever had? Some of it's new, some of it's not. This isn't. Yeah. Uh, what was yours? What was yours? Oh, which which is on it? Oh, oh shit, that's awful. Yeah. Wow. Really? No wonder you're a comedian. Okay, I see now. I understand. We all have our things, right? That let us here. Mine was working at a call center. It was just like one step above being a credit collector, right? Uh, <laughs> and I worked at a terrible call center where we were like had a string of technical colleges and people would pay all this money and we'd promise them jobs and like it didn't do anything for them, basically. Um, they actually would like have to fight to get their diplomas. And so we would deal with that in the call center. And being employed at this place felt like, you know when you door dash McDonald's at 2 a.m. and only half of it shows up? cold you've been waiting for like an hour and you spent 45 dollars and it's just like half of it's not even fucking in there you know like both things this job and that meal were fattening and devoid of joy but like at least there was food on my table that was cool um 
I grew up in the Southwest, and I'm tired of people assuming that I don't season my food. I keep inviting people over for dinner, and they just keep bringing their own tiny salt and pepper. <laughs> it's really rude. <laughs> um, yeah, and then when I go home, right, because I'm from Arizona, uh, it's just like, stop trying to make white people food cultural. You know what I mean? Just because you like dumped half of a Safeway Hispanic foods aisle into a casserole dish and called it white bean chili does not make you Gordon Ramsay all of a sudden. Um, and you know what white bean chili and Gordon, Rams and Gordon Ramsay do have in common is that they're both enjoyed fucking spicy. So yeah, I want... <laughs> I need to work on that. I feel like it has something in there, but I'm not there yet. Um, what else I want to do for you guys? Oh, yeah. So have you guys noticed that in, like, most neighborhoods now, at least anywhere where there's suburban neighborhoods, right, they have all the Facebook groups. Like, I lived in Alameda, and they have Alameda Peeps. I might have just out. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. It's fine. I don't live there anymore. And uh, it's just like a bunch of unemployed women who claim to be in a virtual neighborhood watch group, like helping each other, but they're just spying on their neighbors and being douchebags, okay? Leaving snarky notes and posting them on the internet for everyone to see and sharing terrible casserole recipes. And I just think it's interesting. Like, suburban communities are the only place in the world, in the US anyway, where you can get hundreds of white women together for a cause and achieve absolutely fucking nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I like that joke. <laughs> I think it's funny and real. Um, yeah, and so growing up in the Southwest was interesting for me too because it gave me a really particular set of interests. You know what I mean? Like, I really love a good reverse cowgirl. Not the sex position. I just love trans cowboys. Gets me hot. <laughs> That's my favorite new one, too. Okay, sick, sick. Uh, yeah, and I guess I'm going to, that's all my new stuff that I'm working on. I, uh, I was in a Victoria's Secret the other day, and I got to looking at one of those bondage-style bodysuits. You Whoa. know, ooh, yeah, yeah. You know the kind with the, the slits and the straps, and they make you wear her wonder where her nipple's supposed to go? Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking at this thing mostly confused, you know, and this Victoria's Secret girl comes, you know, prancing over to me, and she's in, like, a cute outfit, and I look like this, and uh, she starts really selling it to me, and she's just like, think of how sexy you'd feel, think of how good you'd feel with your partner in this outfit, and I had just gotten there after two boxes of buy one, get one pork buns next door by myself, I love pork buns, you guys, <laughs> And uh, all I like, I was trying to picture it, but all I could think of was just being curled up in some awkward position during sex. You know what I mean? Just like a flesh burrito, like skin popping out of all the little holes in the bodysuit, like the side of my great aunt's thighs from beneath a lawn chair. It's gross. Um, all right, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for celebrating my birthday with me. Emily Rudolph, We've got two comics left. Um, thanks for hanging in, because we do have two comics left, and it's awesome if you hang out. There's still some ribs left, you guys. I just cooked them this afternoon. And there's eat the ribs, because I, I had three of them. I don't need any more pork. Um, my poop will smell so weird. I didn't need to say that out loud. Your <laughs> dabs. Uh, there's, I'm on another dimension right now, everybody. 
Uh, your next comedian is Josh Katsky. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, no, start the intro music because I'm on stage and starting. I love that. Thank you for that. I, I, all right, I want to work on stuff, so I'm not going to riff. Uh, so there's a bunch of people boycotting uh, Bud Light cans because they put the gay pride flag on cans of Bud Light. And I've told this joke, but whatever, I'm going to do it. I think it's a really weird reason to boycott something, right? Like, don't people already know gay men drink Bud Light? Whereas lesbians prefer Bush. But I feel like we can do more with that. Like, we, I feel like we, we just let that go. Do you guys realize homophobes are repelled by gay pride flags? Do you have any idea how much we can do with this information? We could put gay pride flags on all alcohol. We could, we could reduce domestic violence to zero. Okay, we could we could put gay pride flags on voting booths. Think about it. We we can put gay pride flags on on cartons of cigarettes. We could reduce lung cancer to like five percent. You know, imagine you're at the grocery store. You see some like redneck walking up to a pack of cigarettes, and they're just like, "Ugh, bags." And you're like, "I agree, but why are we speaking in British?" There we go. Um, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm I'm straight uh, probably. Um, I've never questioned my sexuality, but that's okay. Other people do it for me. Uh, I get I get to ask. Well, I get I got told I was gay a lot. Like in middle school, I got told I was gay a lot. But when I was bullied for gay stuff, it, it wasn't even like they were making fun of me. It was almost like they were trying to recruit me to be gay. Does that make sense? Like my bully. I, they would just say everything that I liked was gay. I'd be like, oh, I like musicals. They're like, musicals are gay. I'm like, I like 80s music. And they're like, 80s music is gay. I'm like, sounds, sounds kind of fun, man. You're, I don't know, man. You're, you're kind of funny. I like you. I'm gay. I'm like, shit. Uh, but lately, I don't know. I, the, the last couple of years, um, like especially a couple of years ago, like I would get asked if I was gay a lot by women who I was actively trying to sleep with, which that wasn't even offensive. That's just embarrassing. Like, can you imagine being so bad at basketball that your opponent has to ask which team you're playing for? Like, that's, I don't know, that's just embarrassing. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to skip that part of it. Um, I was talking to a couple of uh, girls after this recent joke that I didn't do. Um, this girl was telling me that her ideal man, like she's describing her ideal man, and she was like, I, don't know, I just, I just want a guy who's tall, and like who listens, he'll, he'll hold my stuff when I ask. That's a hat rack. <laughs> Your ideal man is a hat rack. I can't compete with that. He's way longer. Um, my name is Joshua. You can, yeah. My name is Joshua. I was named after the Bible story of the Battle of Jericho. If you guys know that one, Joshua and the Israelites blew their horns as they circled around Jericho for seven days, and the walls of Jericho came a-tumbling, tumbling down. Anyone else named after a terrorist? Oh, I got to add to that. All right, we're going to end on this one. I am Jewish. Um, I, I'm not super religious about it, Like, and, you know, I... 
I'm not one of those like anti-religion people. I respect that you know everybody has their own books that they find certain ethics and morals and you know stuff like that from, and that's fine. Like Jews, we have the Old Testament. Uh, Christians have their fan fiction, and I think that's fine. It it, it is it, like it's all fiction, but like Old Testament is Return of the Jedi. New Testament is just a bunch of fan mail from some dude named Paul. Like, oh, what if Luke came back and, like, all that other stuff, all that other stuff was cool. But what if he came back and also he said that none of the other stuff really counted and also we're going to put in a bunch of stuff that I can't think of jokes on for yet, but we're going to put them in where I was talking right there. Hooray! Josh Katsky! All right. There's one last comic and it's me. Okay, clap for me. The hype tonight is wild. It's crazy. I'm gonna put this there so I don't go over time. Oh my god. You're talking about God. Was I was thinking about God. No, I, I used to think a lot about oh when I was little, I used to think that God would not speak to me, but like I'd get sort of the chills out of nowhere, right? Like, I and I'd be like either, oh, there's ghosts or God is speaking to me or I'm somehow being touched by uh, an angel. I just, and I always thought, oh, I'm this weird, strange, magical child. Oh, whatever. Okay, yay, Jesus. Um, so magical. But then I recently learned that it's a very small part of the population that it's autopelio erection. Pelio erection is goosebumps. And some people can give themselves goosebumps. So even as a child, I was giving myself goosebumps, and I thought that God was speaking to me. <laughs> There's a lesson in there about narcissism. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I didn't find it in the Bible. You have a favorite Bible verse? Anyone? Favorite Bible? You're all heathens? Jesus Christ. I'm the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't even know the reference. What's the what? What? Genesis 4:20 about the seed and shit. I already like it. Is it about weed? Because that absolutely explains why 4:20 is 4:20. Because it's always been like, why is it 4:20? And maybe it's because of Genesis 4:20 with the seed. I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, I have a Bible verse tattooed on me, which is kind of wild. Uh, but it says, "Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul." Whoa. All right, I know. And I got that I got that even before I did stand up comedy, which tells you something which tells you something problematic about who I am. Karaoke was very important to me. Very serious about it. Um, but my favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus twenty twelve, which is if you sleep with your father in law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> I am so stoned right now. <laughs> like it is. It is difficult. Also, so I left the house today, and I was like, okay, I love my outfit, because I was matching it off the socks. I was like, I want to wear these socks, and I want to wear this outfit. And then I'm walking around, and I was like, so do I look like a really old lady who's pathetic and weird, or do I look like a – I'm confused. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel wearing what I'm wearing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't – 
I don't know why I chose to look like a cheer coach. <laughs> I don't know where the team is. <laughs> They're not here. Where are the girls in doing pyramids? <laughs> where are the girls? <laughs> There's some cheer team somewhere going like, where did her? She had popsicles for us. Or what were they called? Otter pops? Otter pops, I know. Were you a camp counselor? You look like you were a camp counselor. You were a camp counselor? I was a camp counselor. Oh my God. Okay, uh, I don't know what I wanted to talk about today. No, I really didn't. It's okay, I have 30 seconds left to be fair. Uh, 20 seconds, I'm sorry, I'm just wasting everyone's time. <laughs> I, the only thing I like about the outfit in, is that I have, it, I have to wear it to wear this hat and I have to wear this hat because it has this patch. It says Cookies 84. And when I was 10 years old, I sold a lot of fucking boxes of cookies for this patch. Very, and it's such a shoddy patch. <laughs> but I kept it, and it's on a hat, and I'm like, ha-ha, 1984, none of you were born. <laughs> and I was out on the streets slanging cookies for nothing, for patches. Okay, <laughs> I know, cookies. <laughs> Slave, slave, my white slave, slave on the streets of Danville. <laughs> Dropping young white girls off in condo complexes saying, buy the cookies. <laughs> Bring here, buy the cookies. Knocking on random people's doors. This is the 80s. They had no problem with that. Okay. All right. Everyone have it. I'm so glad we get to end early tonight. Uh, thanks for being here. Eat some ribs. If they, I th still think there's some left. And, um, and thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. You're all wonderful. Tomorrow night is at OMG. Wednesday's at Mars Bar. Thursday's at Barn Dolores. Friday's back here. Saturday's at Atlas. Sunday's at Hotel Utah at 6. Woo! Woo. Uh, and then there's more things coming. So, yay. Thanks for being here. Okay, bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. 
Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comic comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. 
Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 278 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fr- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 278 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine, and even but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless who is that live.com comedy local shows on sale now everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that that? go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows
Jackie, that song is called Acid and Fapping. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank gods, it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go, free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month, OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at O-M-G. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Really You're happy here. to do this one because it's a switcheroo. Oh, my God. We are doing a switcheroo. We are so excited. We are so excited to be streaming first right now on Mutiny Radio as we do every Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You go to mutinyradio.fm. You hit play now. Boom. We are there. We are part of a full afternoon. You just heard Round Round Sound with Scotto at noon and then Ugly Sundays at four. So we're right in the middle. We love being here. We love that Mutiny exists. All we say is contribute to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and throw a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. Except no substitutions. We are also a podcast. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the name you need to search on your podcast app, and then boom, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl, as you can listen to it 
we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, as our title says. Yeah, so what we, is our title again? It's L-W-A. Yes, a, that's for A. Yeah, so it, it's abbreviated, Carl. Oh. Let's watch, for example, is the abbreviation okay. of Let Us Watch, the three okay. words. And then the letter A is actually an abbreviation for Us. Uh-huh. Like because, sports. Yeah, because the next abbreviation, full hyphen length. Length. Yeah, it starts uh-huh. with a consonant. So the A abbreviation is actually pronounced off when you mm-hmm. do. Anyway, fascinating, <laughs> fascinating. We are also broadcasting right now on Mutiny. We're not broadcasting. We're on YouTube as well. So you can see us video, and you can watch the movie with us. So the idea is you go. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, here's how it works. You have a phone. Oh, my God. All right, Carl, what is the movie this week? What are we watching? I don't know. Ghost in the Machine. I don't know. This is a switcheroo. I'm going in cold. Ghost in the Noonday Sun. Peter Sellers, right? Yes. That is so correct. We are watching. We're doing a switcheroo. Carl usually watches these movies <laughs> numerous times, takes copious copious notes, and then also produce, writes a theme song at his that show. Years ago now. Yeah. Okay. So I am going. I watched a movie. It's called The Ghost in the Midday Sun. In the Midday Sun, and that is from 1973. Go ahead and type in "Ghost in the Midday Sun" in your YouTube search engine. We are looking for the YouTube channel, VHS Archives. Wow, like VHS tapes. Right, that's short for video, horror, home, and home. suspense, right? Like, like, Isn't it video home film or something like that, right? V- video home cassette. VHS, video system. home system. Well, I know the V stands for <laughs> video, and the S is my system. Brother. Mm-hmm. And the then H? at home. At home. Okay, video at homes, S archives. Okay, so now you said put in the YouTube search engine, ghost in the new midday noonday sun. Noonday is all one word. Yep. G H O S T. Of course, I Listen, know you do. There's that. one ghost. 1973. 1973. You're ghost gonna find it. You're gonna see that crazy Peter Sellers face. Click the link. VHS archives hosts it. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're all going to watch this movie. Let us watch together. Let us watch it together. So when we say go, you're going to hit press play. But I have a special treat for you. We have a special comedian, a celebrity comedian, that's going to do our countdown while you go find this on YouTube and get yourself ready. Ooh, i got to get my collar. Pop my collar for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still wearing my mini radio shirt. It's underneath here, as always. Hey, hey, your collar's popped. You now you so you do have a ring around the collar. I Girls guess. on film. Girls right, on film. We just derailed this show. Hi, welcome back to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Go find Ghost in the Midday Sun. Hit link, hit pause. We are now going to go to our celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jim Stencil. Welcome, Jim. I'm happy to be here. I'm not in traffic at all. (laughs) Whoa! What happened? Call back. We're going to have... 
Wow, how did I blow that? We're going to have to start it over. All right. Well, listen, Jim Stencil, you are a, uh, you are out there and you are on the move. You, I'm I mean, on a bridge. <laughs> so, look, I never asked you really, are you an official comedian? I mean, the way we bump into each other is through podcasts, through In Hot Water Show. Are you a stand-up comedian? Great question. Great question. That's a kind of a questions I expect to hear on this show. No, I am not. I am, I don't even know what, I would consider myself a personality. Uh -huh. Oh, look at this. There's a guy just pulled over. I'm pulling over to pick me up on the side of a road. Unbelievable. Oh, you ever get anybody else who's gotten picked up off the side of a road? This is the best Thank celebrity God. comedian countdown ever. Unbelievable. I just got a ride on the of the road, some people. Now, no, I am not a stand-up. Uh, Mr. Driver, would you say I'm a stand-up? He wouldn't say that. Now, I love Carl. Carl's a joke. One of the greatest jokes, okay, Carl, that I've ever run into. <laughs> so how did you get involved with the In Hot Water podcast with Gino Bisconti and everything? I mean, usually it's comedian-based. Oh, no, great question. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I tell them all the time, I was just a fan. I'm just a fan. Can you put on a light in here somewhere? There we I'm, go. I'm a fan at heart, but uh, one thing led into the next, and uh, I guess now a personality, I would call it. I always call myself a personality. Well, how call did you get to be an in-studio guest? I mean, you were a fan, and what, did you? hear about your podcast, get to know you that way? Well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I just went and started uh, hanging out. and I never tried to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess I'm just funnier than most people that go in there or something. Well, so. I think so. Yeah, you think so. So I guess yeah. you're all so not funny that just a, a generic fan mm -hmm. was allowed to... Uh, <laughs> oh man, that's what there's not enough funny comedians in New York. Because you know the problem with comedians in New York, because they won't let people like Carl into LOLs because they're all filthy Italian. Yeah, and they're okay. all named. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, just to let the audience know, I I tried to do a set at LOL Comedy Club <laughs> in New York. You know, Visconti invited me down. He wasn't able to put me on, and uh, so yeah, I somebody. Uh, what was that guy's name that didn't let you? Let's get his name out there. Lionelli. It was some. I dumb. forget. I forget. Listen, because... the, the point is, you comics are so full of shit. Like, like Carl is fucking funnier than half the comics I've ever seen anywhere. I go see shows all the time, and fucking Carl is funnier than all of them. <laughs> and then, then I hear about. Then I hear about he can't get on it. Lol. Are you guys fucking? <laughs> well, they don't get down. No, 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 no. They just see You're the face. too much. You're funnier than these people. <laughs> these people aren't funny. Paul is fucking funny. Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm going to yes, get involved in arson and burn LOL down to the ground. We'll burn it to the ground. Totally unbelievable. Now, even though you're not a stand-up, recently you have been sharing the stage with the stand-up as you are now involved in prop comedy. Tell me about uh, this. Listen, as we all know, prop comedy is the highest form of comedy. Yeah. 
No one would ever deny that. Right? You were at the prop comedy. You were at the prop comedy experience. You were at the prop comedy experience. Anyway, it's one of the greatest uh, gifts to laughter is prop comedy. And, and regular comedy is only dialing that back with words and all that. Yeah, so, yeah. It's I'm like very words happy. without the props. It's weird. It's like words. It's like words if it took skill. Listen, I, and I'm very happy to be a part of Steve Conti's prop comedy experience, but I don't know where this is going to go. Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe we'll bring it back. Maybe. Uh, but we're not booked anywhere right now. There is no future venue that will be. Well, you're the head writer. You're the head writer. <laughs> the prop shop CEO, Steve Conti. I know. All right. Well, I'll call him and try to get some gig going. Because this must have legs. This must continue. Oh, it's One got man's legs. Opinion. Great cast, too. <laughs> okay, so listen, you're also a big part of this Ski Mask Collective. You've got that podcast, and there's the Sports Mask podcast. Oh, it's so totally about this? Yeah, how did you get started with that? And who is behind the mask? And anything you want to say about your Patreon? Uh, you've got it going on with these podcasts. I mean, you're a celebrity. Well, you're taking it a bit too far, but I thank you for that. Yes, Sports Mask Collective. I've never been wrong about one pick all year. I've called Great. everything. That was Sans, what we call it. Sports Mask Collective. The Ski Mask Collective, we just talk about everything that goes on in uh, podcasting in general. We call yeah. it out. We say the names. We don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes us anything, so we're out here just to basically ruin our careers and <laughs> save people's names. So that's why we're on Ski. You did a great job on Ski Mask the other week. Yeah, thank say. you very much. My one appearance. One of our I'm favorite guests. Yep. <laughs> All right, I got to go smoke weed with this guy. Oh, okay, okay. So tell us, Jim Stansel, how can people find you out there on the internet, you know, get to this Mass Collective podcast. Give us, give us the dish on how you get, you know, how we catch you out there. First of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. Where can I find this podcast? Is what I want to know because I, I think Carl, Carl the jokes is Carl the jokes really gets my funny bone. Yes. Well, so everybody where, where watching this? this podcast already knows how to get us, but how do we get you? All right, I'm gay. Listen, Mass Collective. On iTunes and YouTube, Sports Mass Collective, iTunes, YouTube. Not only iTunes, most podcasts anywhere you find audio. That Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you get the mm -hmm. videos, and I just so we got Ski Mass Collective. That's our flagship show. Yeah, and then we got Sports Mass Collective. That's my show with my friends. We got Sad Chad. That is Ski Mass hosts that with a a cavalcade of friends because Chad sucks. And uh, that's it. Check us Cavalcade. out. And patreon.com slash ski mask media. Support us. And we put ski up mask random media. bullshit. And I thank you so much for having me. Carl. Okay, this now, is great. Jim, I'm sorry I was late. No problem. Everyone at home is poised to press play on this movie at the same time we do in the studio. So everyone at home is going to stand by for your countdown and hit play at the exact same time. So why don't you go ahead, Jim Stansel, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Five, four, three, 
Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to listening. Welcome to the Flickering Lights. It's a Nick. We have a little uh, twinky twink piano twerp. <laughs> we have like two opening theme songs. So this is the pirate ship. They Small. are going to yes, Carl. Crossbow. Oh, right. Okay. So we are here, and uh, we this is like a silent movie setup with the black and white. We see that Peter Boyle wearing the turban is Ross Muhammad, the pirate captain. And he's the highest in the ship, lowest in the ship. There he is, old Scratch himself. <laughs> Dick Scratcher. Say it out loud again. Dick Scratcher. Okay, old Scratcher. We've all been there. <laughs> well, you know, it gets so muggy on those pirate ships. Uh, so they are. there's a storm of brewing. So what the captain's going to do, he's been stealing money for the Algiers, you know, like pirates. This is 17th century. Did I okay. mention that? And back then, the pirates of the Caribbean, if does, does that exist? These pirates of Caribbean would 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 steal shit and bring it back to their king in Algiers. Okay. But there's a storm coming, so Peter Boyle's like, "Hey, why don't we pretend we're a silent movie? You play the piano, and we'll go to an island and we'll bury the treasure. And then when the storm rides, when the storm is over, we can come back and get it and get bring it okay. back." Okay. Now this is all rinky dink music. There is a ghastly reason why I think they set it up as a silent movie. Okay. And I just want, we're right into the plot, so I, I'll get into this. This film is called Ghost in the Noonday Sun. It's third film really directed by Peter Medic, who's a Hungarian-born director who's done... He's we, very popular, though, because, like, I don't know, like, maybe it's a war or something, and you're always hearing people scream his name. Medic! The doc. He uh, he directed this movie. It basically ruined his career, he thinks. And okay. he actually, there is a film documentary about this movie. This movie wasn't released. This movie was re this 73. It was released on video in like 86 or so. Yeah, like it was forgotten about. Or, yeah, I understand. It didn't really have yeah. a release. And they were like, okay, we got this thing. Let's make a little money. The video box says it's the missing Peter Sellers classic. Okay. So it was missing. Peter Sellers had this idea. He they met up in Hollywood uh, at a diner, and uh, he said, "You know, my buddy Spike Milligan from the Goon Show mm -hmm. wants to adapt a children's book about pirates." And they took it, and then it was a disaster. And Peter Medic just made it recently, a couple years ago, made a documentary about this film okay. itself, and that film was called "The Ghost of Peter Sellers." So. I watched the documentary and I said, oh my God, I got to see if this movie exists. What year and was it made? Was Peter Sellers alive? No, Peter Sellers, he said, I waited till they're all dead. The okay. director's 83. This came out in 2019, 17, maybe. Interesting. So he, he spilled the beans. He spilled the beans on this movie and about Peter Sellers and it, particularly this scene itself. Why don't I kick I... it off? They shot this film, this scene, the second week of shooting. Peter Sellers had a heart attack. Oh. Okay. And he had a history of heart attack. There it is. Say goodbye to Peter Boyle. That's the last you'll see him in the film. <laughs> He's on Everybody the cover. Loves Raymond is waiting for him. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Everyone loves Raymond movie. He doesn't you can't even hear him speak. It's all, you know, placards. So Captain Jean Luc. Peter Sellers had a history of heart uh attacks, right? Okay. And 
So it was very serious. Are we seeing him pre-heart attack right this second? Yeah. Okay. This is all, but it was during the shooting of this scene that he had a heart attack. Oh, And they had a helicopter. Really? They're shooting in Cyprus. They had a helicopter out to a hospital. The director said two days later he picked up the London uh, Evening Standard, and there was a photo of Peter Sellers going to lunch at a fancy London restaurant with Princess Margaret. He had faked his heart attack to get out of shooting this movie. And he did it during the scene. You're kidding me. This is like the documentary indicates this film was like the whole fiasco in every way. And that was like, boom, the later. Okay, so we're two weeks into shooting and he gets out of it. He gets out of it because he really loved it. He loved Spike Milligan. He loved the thing. He, even though he was married, he was dating Liza Minnelli in 1973. Everything was great for Peter Sellers. Liza Minnelli broke up with him and that the day before he the shoot. Okay. So he was in no mood. The the director said he loved the first week it was on the boat and it was beautiful. And they had some beautiful shots. And then everything went to shit. But I should mention this is so I'll my research is basically watching the documentary okay. and taking notes. And I'm just gonna let you know the information. I did a cursory search on the internet for some items and some of the actors, so I got a little more information. But basically, this film is based on an old... No. So it's based on a children's novel. Guess what year this novel came out? 1918... 1643. No, 1965. Oh, that was... Oh, why didn't I do that? Sid Fleischman wrote a bunch of like he wrote Blood Alley about his World War One experience, but he wrote a lot of pulp novels, and then he also started writing children's books about What's like his East last Coast. Name, Sid? Fleischman. Fleischman. Yeah. So uh, Sid Fleischman wrote a book called Ghost in the Midday Sun, and the story is uh, this New England boy can see ghosts. Well, he was born okay. at midnight. This kid. So the pirates show up on the coast. Right. And. What what we're watching right now is that now he killed the captain, right? And he said, and then he went to the he went to the shipmates and said, "Listen, I killed the captain. I'm the only one who knows where this treasure is buried, so I'm I'm the captain now." But he didn't tell him he killed the captain, did they tell he tell him? Yeah, he threw a a a sword right into Peter Boyle's. uh, No, but did did he tell the crew? Yeah, he said, "I killed the captain." Wow. Okay, I saw the. I know where the treasure is. I'm the captain. Right. So that's the thing. So now he's looking at the map. And again, okay, it's one this more true. question. Yeah. He was the lowest member of the crew. Right. Old so Dick, do they old know Dick. it's him? Or did they yeah. Think... Okay. 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 The whole, the whole pirate crew actually was on the island helping. Okay. And he was making uh, a soup, beans. And yeah. Peter when Boyle. is they're going to be ready, motherfucker? Okay. So look, we're changing pace. I want to play the music because it's, remember the sound effects in the monkey's movie head? Yeah, I do. We get a lot of like Richard Lester, uh, monkeys, British uh, pop sensibility in this. So he's gonna, he spent 20 years and he walks out and here's the sound effect. What do you mean by 20 years? What? What'd you, what'd you say? Well, anyway, he, it, 20 years have passed. Why? And How? It, Why? He can't find the treasure. He can't find the the map. So he's been like in his room basically, uh-huh. and he comes out and he's like, "Boom!" 
you know, he he doesn't know where it is. So what yeah, he wants in to... color. Right. So this is this is nineteen seventy three they shot this. This is no okay. special effects. Okay. They actually so the producers got a second hand. Oh, here comes the second music. We had the uh, little piano music up front, and now, yo ho, we have a uh, full on pirate ballad. Is it a sea chanty? Let's hear it. I can't hear it. You sang over it. Okay, here we go. Copyright infringement. Clive Revelle again. Oh, he was. Where did we see him before? Well, we saw him in Modesty Blaze, and we saw him in the movie with uh, <clears throat> Bob Hope, a murder, murder. Oh, she, right, that that TV movie, Murder that... Television. What was yeah. it? It was Murder King, uh, something. Masterpiece of Murder. It was yeah. It had Ghoulies Professor, and right. uh, they stole the. He tricked them into stealing the paintings. We yeah, uh. was in that. He was the gallery owner. Well, you know Spike Milligan. I don't know if you know Spike Milligan. He's a comedic force, and he was in a movie we saw. Okay, was he... okay. I think I do know him, but I, I only know him like later in his career when he, he did this. Tell me what he was in besides this Peter Sellers radio show. He was the landlord. He was Barry McKenzie's landlord in The Adventures of Barry McKenzie. Okay, I remember that guy, and he was talking about the electricity. You have to put a quarter in. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so Mike Milligan wrote this, and like Peter Sellers was into it. However, he comes in, and Peter Sellers, you know, he's in one of his moods. The first thing he does, fires the two producers. Okay. So no one knows anything so the the production sucks on sea and on land this is a secondhand uh african cigarette boat that they repainted and built as a pir uh, pirate ship and they added two steam engines in there and they drove they drove it they sailed it to cyprus the, uh, the islander shooting uh -huh. from greece and people could say like the director's like people are like i see your pirate ship so it arrives like two weeks later. They see it in the coast, right? Oh, this They're is an interesting. And the first thing the boat does is crashes into the rocks the first day they arrive. Oh, the, great. The, the, the captain was drunk, and they he took a churn. So they <laughs> fixed it, and they shot this, and everyone was happy. So this, the boat stuff, especially when you see Tony Francisco, the swashbuckling guy, and sellers together, that's the first week. Okay, wait, I got to stop you first. Oh, yeah. I know that comedian. I got to stop you for a second. So he's woken up. It's 20 years. Uh, he didn't wake up. He, he, he couldn't up. find the they map. They've been lost at sea. They've just been lost at sea. Okay, and what is the crew's attitude? I mean, I cannot believe a real world in which, hey, the captain's been in there for like sure. two years. What's going on? You know? I just say this movie, <laughs> it, it leaves the real world a couple times. Okay. Uh, okay. So, you know, you have to take things with a grain of salt. They will kill the captain the moment the captain shows him the treasure. I thought, so, it, I thought it was cute the way the little kid, if if that's what I'm looking at here, yeah. had, had the ship. Well, they this is still shot in Cyprus. They didn't have the money to actually go to Ireland, but they is had landed. Is he a Cypriot? The what? Well, people from Cyprus, they're called Cypriots. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, that's, it's, it's weird, but it's true. Hello, 
Cypriots. Um, so these Cypriots are now, they're pretending to be in Ireland. They uh, built a little Irish village for this movie. But they landed, and um, this is Ireland. So they're going to get some food. When they're sitting down and they're eating, the mother's probably going to say, my boy was born at midnight. And what okay. the premise is, this guy, the cook, Dick Scratcher, is going to say, well, as a pirate lore goes, anyone who was born at midnight can see ghosts. I'm going to kidnap this boy, and we're going to go to Treasure Island. This is a very original story, by the way. Uh -huh. And he's going to conjure the uh, Peter Seller, uh, Peter Boyle, and the dead captain will tell me where the treasure is. Okay, now, will we see Peter Boyle again? Because you had said no. Never. Not his ghost. Now he won't appear. They as... won't. Even, there's not even a fucking ghost in this movie. They have like uh, his shipmates pretend dress up as a ghost. But you okay. never. There's not okay. nothing that really otherworldly in this movie. <laughs> Peter Medic. The script was not finished. They okay. Medic. Medic. They okayed the film Columbia Pictures for two point six million dollars. There was no script. Sure, it's and... Peter Sellers. It's uh, Spike Mulligan. I mean, we got a winner here. Yeah, we got a winner here. Uh, but it was it was a total disaster. So, problem is that okay. So here, weird sound effects going on. Oh, so the Irish are singing while they. Well, no, no. It's like actually, the... there's a singer at there, but they're all waiting for the food. They haven't really eaten a real meal. It, it, but I mean, can we hear dialogue now? Is it a talkie? Yeah, it's back to a talkie. Okay. Okay. One of the amazing things about the documentary is that the director had a like a pristine like 4K print of this movie. It looks oh, nothing wow. like this muddy piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, like, it's patchy and There's one point in this movie where they get the red plague, they fake a plague, they get the red plague, and you can't tell what color the plague is. Okay, here we go. They're eating vegetables that have been prepared. Roar, roar. Right, hysterical. Right, this is their comedic. He said the the first week when they shot on the boat, it was great. It was not easy. The entire crew was on the ship. Right, hundred and ten so people were on the ship and the and the talents. They had a generator boat tied to the back, so they wouldn't capsize. Then under they had wires going from the generator boat underwater. To a big arc light that was on the pirate ship above. Uh huh. They had to shut off the engine to uh, to hear the actors, and they had to shoot before the sun went down. And yeah. the boat was rocking the entire time, and the crew was getting seasick. The weather was getting bad. To make it look <laughs> like they were off the shore, they had to go five miles so there was no land in the shot, and people would get sick. And so Peter Sellers is getting pissy, right? Right. And the real producers are not there. He fired them. There's no one. And this guy, like, medic. So there's medic. someone to complain to? Yeah, medic. Okay, go ahead. He's not a, he's, this is the first nautical adventure he shot, right? And we okay. all know from, like, Waterworld to, like, the James Bond movie with Sean Connery underwater. They're boring. Water movies are dull. Uh, like Moby. Yeah. Uh, not Moby Dick. Uh, there was that recent movie. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Long Vessel. <clears throat> I mean, I'm Avatar, Way of the Water, notwithstanding, I'm sure. But I feel like when you're in the water, it just doesn't really interest me. Like, you can't fight underwater. 
Well, I know what you mean. Like, there's nowhere to go but the ship that makes you give this limited feeling. And there's not... I don't know. Are we being fair to ship-faring movies? They're so boring. No, there's some rollicking ones. I mean, Mutiny on the Bow is a classic. They shot out there. One interesting... One thing about this movie, so they were saying like shooting on the boat in the water was a disaster. It was right. people getting sick. The weather was shitty. They had to cancel. And Sellers wasn't showing up. One of the scenes in the documentary, he's talking to his friend, and they're on the boat sailing on the open sea. And with a digital camera, it's so easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just set the camera, and boom, you go back and forth. Okay, now he's realizing. About the, okay. Yeah. He's. <laughs> Okay, he's going to basically abduct the kid. Have we had a chance to listen to Sellers? He sounds like Robin Williams in Popeye. I haven't heard him. Go ahead. All right, we'll go. See, he's he's selling this guy. Now, this is an actor named Tony Francesco, and I apologize if I get his name wrong. He was married like four times. He married Shelley Winters. Uh-huh. He had he had a, a big star lead, but he was a very combative guy, and he lost a couple of TV pilots, according to his IMDb, mm-hmm. for just being combative. They didn't want to renew with him. He was friends with Peter Sellers, and Medic got him on the Medic got him on the uh, yeah. cat in the film because he knew he was a buddy, and they had they were excited. They never worked together. They never worked again. They had such an amazing fallout. I'll show you the scene. Oh, they have a fu- I mean, in real life, they... Okay. Yeah. The documentary was... It talked to one of his ex-wives, the wife at the time, and it was saying, like... Although, probably, maybe the same wife. I don't want to be disrespectful. But okay. He would get his goat. He would call, like... Sellers would call him, like, Ah, you dumb American cowboy, right? Just fuck with him. And they were on the boat, and there was a scene, and he was fucking with him. And when the scene was shot... Uh, and Seller's back was churned, and he went up with his sword. It was about to hit him, and he stopped. Like, but he did, you know, the motion. And, but he did the motion with earnest. He was really no. He was he was really he wanted to fucking hit him, but he he restrained himself. He, he okay. was about you know he he went that far. So Bert Peter Seller's driver saw it, told Sellers what happened, and Seller says, "I do not want to be in a single frame with this man anymore." So you will see on the boat scene. I know right. this scene is like whatever, but in the boat scene, you'll see the buddies, and then there'll be a scene where they're not. He, you'll see, they're okay. not buddies, and they're not together in the scene. It's really weird. Okay. All right. So, uh, and also getting back to the boat because we'll be on. There's the ghost. Yeah. So basically, he wants to take the kid for a test drive. He goes to a cemetery. He says, "All right, kitty, do your thing." But as the wind blows, a, a a sheet over the kid. Look at this. Died 103 of alcoholism. Thank God. <laughs> so so Sellers mistakenly thought he saw a ghost just before he got knocked out. Yeah, so he I think he passed out or something. Are we abducting this kid right this moment? No, the kid's already been abducted. Well, he fell and hit his head on the tombstone and he oh, was right. knocked unconscious. Why are they wrapping him up if they're not abducting him? Uh, maybe they are abducting him now. Oh, okay. It's, really okay. Just, it's just murky. I mean, the, the print is murky, but the storyline is murky. They had a problem. So this film was not going well, and they were blaming the director. 
and unbeknownst to the director, there was like this shitty. Uh, uh, it wasn't an email back in '73. Well, okay, the correspondence. Yeah, but they did send them a telex. Okay. And the telex was like, you know, you need to learn how to be a director. This but, is a disaster. I, I have it. Uh, who sent it? Like the the studio or something? Carl, what what number do you have? Don't you dare, Michael. No, Spiegelman. I just I just moved my uh. Let's say okay, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. The years are passing by. Tell me when you get to 30, okay? Two. 28, 29, 30. Okay, great. Okay, let's let me hear where we're going at. So yeah, I guess he's been Shanghai now. Huh? Who did this to you? You tell me. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. So the other crew kidnaps him, so Tony sees him. And he says, "What happened?" And one of the, here's one of the jokes in the movie: "I've been kidnapped. You've so been he's kidnapped. Him free? You're just a kid." Yeah, he's letting him free. Well, he's letting him. He's untying him and letting him on. And uh, we're gonna go see him. But basically, he's he's now part of the crew. You know, it's one of the reasons why I thought the story was written in the 1800s because it's pretty similar to. Robert Louis Stevenson shit. Yeah, well, maybe that was the model. So <clears throat> he's not going to be. Ah, there you go, kid. So yeah. he's not going to be abducted like he's tied up. He's now like, now they've shanghaied him and he's part of the crew. Right. So he's going to hate the scratch. He hates Dick Scratcher, you okay. know, as most most people do. And then uh, he's going to be buddies with this this suave guy Tony. And again, okay. like this is like the fun. This is the fun times of this movie. The cowboy American. Yeah, the cowboy American. Let's see if I can get his voice. It's like the worst. It's a very distinct pirate voice. <laughs> but he did a shitty job acting. What like, or is it supposed to be comedic? He stopped showing up, you know, and they would have to wait for him. For sellers or for uh... sellers. Okay. You know, the other guy did. He was there. He was there with his family. Like everyone was on the fucking island of, Cy of Cyprus, so they yeah. they were able to bring their families. And uh, they actually had one of Peter Sellers' daughters talk. She's about our age, and just saying that she would never see him. And then when they had birthday parties, it would be super extravagant because it was the only time they really saw each other. And she just took it for granted. You know, she just assumed that's what it was. Okay, so these two actors are terrific, and yeah. the older of the two, uh, actually, uh, the guy named Jamie, I wrote it down. Uh, it's Murray Melvin was on the documentary, and the other guy is named Jimmy, Jamie, Jamie, James Fuller. Murray Melvin. James Fuller is the one with the sideburns, and then the actor. Now, this is they're British. Oh no no, they... yeah they're British. So they they see this ship. Now this is like a really funny bit. This movie is like an Put oasis. It up there. All right. Well, the guy with the sideburns, the, the fussier of the two, spoke, speaks to the director, uh -huh. and the other director, the other guy passed away. But he was like a beloved actor. There's a strange sub story that it's evolved, that involves one of these guys in this movie. So let me set up the joke. The Brits are coming. Here's the British music. The right. Brits are coming. The do the Brits are coming no. now. They're the Navy of yesteryear. The brilliant idea is that he's going to put makeup on everyone. 
They're going to take a shit on the shit on the poop deck so things smell, and they're going to say they have the red plague. Remember the red plague? I <laughs> know. You can't tell in this print. I swear to God, I thought they had like the brown plague. <laughs> well, they're coming up here. They're very. This is, you know, and the guy was upset. He said we were only in one scene to at all. Like these guys show up. Promises like a good movie is gonna happen, and then they leave. And I'm playing the music so you set up the punchline. So the director was saying like they ran out of budget, and when they were shooting, they had a cheap being on the open sea. So you'll see shots where they're like, "Look, it looks like at the open sea," right. and then there's other ones where they just put the camera down low on the boat. Shot it that way. All right. So, do you see that distinct red mark? Oh, I know that guy's face. I could be wrong. I think he he has to be the older uh, octetarian in the documentary. This was seventy three, and the documentary was like forty years later. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because he's still bitter about it. So he's supposed to have red dots on him. Yeah, exactly. And in the documentary, it's clear as a bell. And in this this print with the tracking the the cute little tracking in the bottom, mm. it's not the greatest, but it exists, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, this is YouTube, and this is our show. I wouldn't have it another way, really. So if they're basically saying, you know, you pirates are now under the Brits, and we're going to take your shit. And by the way, what's that red mark, and why does it smell like shit? <laughs> and they'll say, oh, we got the red plague, and then they're like, meep meep, I'm out of here. Meep. You mean Roadrunner? Yeah, they're out. And then there's a there's a punchline with the music and the uh, film as they they escape. So there's not much of a plot going on, right? No. Well, I don't know. So one of the things was that Sellers got so pissed off, he you know, uh, medic received yeah they received a nasty telex saying it's all the fault of the director. He's pissed at this guy. He's not really talking to him or this and that. So he says, get Spike Milligan on the island. He's going to rewrite this fucking movie. Okay. While they're shooting. So look, they all have the red plague. We got to go. So here, check out the music. It's sped up backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. I swear to God, if this movie was nothing like bits like this, I would love it. 93 minutes of fucking bits like this? God bless, but it's not. When when Spike shows up and he starts changing things, the tone in the movie is completely different. That's weird, and that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't think he knew what he was doing here. You know, like he, they talked to uh, Spike Mulligan's assistant. I think like, right. they they were an item because she still lives in that house, but this gorgeous house in London. All right, so here's the deal. The captain's saying, we're going this direction, and Smiley is saying, that's bullshit. It's actually the island's that direction. So set up, sail this way. All right. Who's Smiley? Uh, the swashbuckling guy, Tony okay, Francisco. that's his name, Sw Smiley. No, I don't really remember his name. Oh, you just call him that? Okay. Yeah, it helps me sort him out. One of the pirates himself, the one with the brown glasses at one point, Right. He looks like that comedian that you, you saw. He was actually from Cyrus. And he said that they interviewed him in the doc. And he said... Cypress. 
Cyprus, yeah. yeah so yeah. he was there, and they, there's a scene that they pretend it's Algiers. It's shot in the market there. And they stopped, and he went to the com buffet, commissary, and they stopped him. They said, extras can't eat here. This is 